Well, in our gospel, of course, we have the well-known Lord's Prayer, the Lord's Prayer. And uh, we begin by saying, Our Father. Our Father. God is Father, and He is our Father, our common Father. So we see with this uh, first-person plural, our, we see uh, the corporate nature of the Lord's Prayer. We're praying it together. And even if you listen to that phrase, corporate nature, has to do, you know, the, the Latin root corpus, which is body. We are the body of Christ. And he is our head. And when he, he's speaking here, this is the Lord's Prayer. It's proper to him. It belongs to him. But he invites us into it so that in his status as the Son of God, we might be adopted sons and daughters and hence brothers and sisters of one another and together make up the body of Christ. And so wherever we are in the world, we could be alone on a desert island, we could be in prison, we could be in solitary confinement in prison, we could be um, the last moment of our life dying somewhere all alone. And we say, Our Father, and we're never alone because we're in communion with one another because of Jesus and what he's done for us. And so it's a beautiful thing when we wake up and we're all by ourselves. We're not by ourselves. We're in communion with each other and with all Christians over the entire world, with all those whom Christ has redeemed by his blood. We're in communion with the angels in heaven whose number is uncountable. We're in communion with all the saints who have lived from uh, the beginning of time uh, until now. And uh, this is a great gift that is given to us through Jesus. Then maybe I'll point out, um, maybe one last thing I'll point out here in the Lord's Prayer. I think uh, it's, uh, there's, there's actually, we say this all the time. I mean, many, many Catholics might say this 20 times a day. But it's actually, there's parts of it that you just say, 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 and you actually don't even know what you're saying. So there's certain things like, lead us not into temptation. What are we saying when we say, lead us not into temptation? Uh, I think it's important to make a distinction between two kinds of temptation. On the one hand, there's the temptation that um, we experience uh, just before either committing a sin or saying no to the sin. Okay, It's like the solicitation part. And that's kind of normally what we think of when we think of temptation. But also in the Bible, the word temptation is used for not that solicitation part that precedes the sin, but for the sin itself. So if we fall into temptation, certain passages of the Bible, what, what it's saying is we, um, we commit sin. We fall into spiritual ruin. We actually consent with our will and we transgress. And that's actually what we're praying here in the Our Father. When it says, lead us not into temptation, we're saying, Lord, do not lead us uh, into spiritual destruction. Do not permit us to uh, be tempted and to fall um, into sin and into spiritual death and spiritual ruin. Keep us alive in your grace. Keep us alive, connected to the body of Christ, so that we would not be cut off 
like dead branches from the tree, but that we would always be connected to the, to the root, to the trunk, to all the other branches, so that we would always be sons and daughters of God until the very end when uh, our sonship is consummated in heaven.